Process, a podcast where we talk about life and business topics. We ask a lot of questions. We tell a whole lot of stories. And today we're going to be doing some laughing, I think, uh, so that all the viewers can achieve their desired outcomes. Follow Your Process is sponsored by David Benegas Art. David Benegas is an incredible artist that takes photographic photography and converts it into David Benegas Art which are just stunning images um, that people hang in their, in their homes. He also does uh, various animals, horses. He did the humpback whales that is, is part of my logo. Um, and if you go and purchase something at uh, www.benegasartmerch.com and you use the FYP five off code, you'll get 5% off your purchase. You can also commission David uh, by sending him one of your pieces of photography and asking him to paint that as David Benegas art. He also does live artwork. So he'll come to your house and paint. He'll come to your event and paint. Um, and I highly encourage you to check out uh, our, our very generous sponsor, David Benegas art. On today's episode, episode eight, I am very pleased and delighted to have Larry Cole. Larry is the president of QGRIP. And we're going to learn all about QGRIP. Um, this is another situation that's related to COVID. Um, and we've all been impacted by COVID. And uh, I don't really remember how I met Larry, but when I met Larry, uh, his energy was uh, infectious. And then when I learned more about QGRIP, um, it, it is just part of something that I think many, many people need to be aware of. Aware of. Um, so welcome, Larry. How Thank are you. you? I'm doing very well, David. Uh, I appreciate being on today. Yeah, well, you know, tell us where you you're located. It looks like a beautiful backdrop there, or some sort of lake or something. Absolutely. So I am located uh, at a place called a Soyuz BC. So that's spelled O S O Y O O S, and it's a Soyuz BC. It's right on the on the British Columbia Canada border with Washington State in the United States. And this lake that you can see right behind me is half in the United States, half in Canada. And I'm literally only, I would say, from where I'm sitting right now, 500 feet from the from the border. My goodness. So is there a, is there a fence? Well, there is, uh, sort of. Uh, uh, you know, the, the border is, is right there if you want to drive through, which you can't do right now because of the border being closed. And then there's white pegs across the lake that just indicate that you're either in Canada or in the United States. And as long as you don't touch ground uh, anywhere while you're on your boat, then you can, you're welcome to go back and forth. And there's no real fence at all. <laughs> Wrong border. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, yeah. I live in Linden, Washington, which is over a little bit, is in Washington State. Yes. Yeah. Border, and we were five miles off. And uh, I know the, the economies have been absolutely impacted tremendously because the yes. Canadians can't come across and we can't go uh, up to Canada. Well, yeah, because I, we've got Oroville, which is just like, I don't know, a thousand feet from the border. And it relies on, on this entire area um, uh, for a lot of its economy. And of course, nobody's getting across right now at all. So they're really suffering over there. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it is. Well, listen, it's, great, it's great to have you. This is probably one of the best backdrops any guest has ever had. Uh, you, you've, you've raised the bar a bit on that. Um, but it, it's, it's really good to have you. And uh, so, so tell us, um, well, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start off with a couple of videos um, on QGRIP and this sure. will help the audience understand what it is. So I'm going to share my screen uh, and then go over to my desktop. Um, here we go. Now there's a technical difficulty. Hang on. I don't know. We're doing all right. Uh oh, that's the next one. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this is why uh uh oh.
There we go. There we go. There. Yeah, that was, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, let me get to number two now. one about how to apply it uh, this will be it's a little bit longer but it's it's a good one welcome to the installation guide for circular handles in this video we will be using a d-shaped handle however the same process is applicable to any circular handle installing is easy if you follow our simple video instructions in the package you will find your cubic wraps a custom applicator tool adhesive labels to place on your door above the wrap and an info slip be sure to read it carefully. First, ensure that the area that you are applying the cubic wrap is clean of dirt and other debris. Next, peel the cubic wrap off the adhesive sheet. Be careful not to touch the adhesive layer on the back of the wrap. Next, remove the transparent protective film from the front of the cubic wrap. Peel slowly to avoid creasing and wrinkling. However, if some wrinkling occurs, don't worry. This will be smoothed out during installation. Once your wrap is ready to place, figure out where to place it along your handle. For best results, place the wrap where the handle is most commonly touched. Align the center of the wrap with the center of the handle, making sure it isn't skewed. Starting in the middle, press down on the wrap to secure it in place. Next, grab your applicator tool and make your way to the top of the handle, pressing down on the wrap to avoid air pockets and wrinkles. Do the same for the other side of the wrap. Once the wrap is installed, there should be a small overlap. Make sure to press down on the seam to remove rough edges. Run the applicator tool along the rest of the edges to create a smooth seal all around. Once you do this, you're done. If there are wrinkles that you can't remove even after using the applicator tool, that's okay. It will not affect the performance of cubit wraps. Lastly, apply the adhesive label above the wrap to notify people of its self-sanitizing properties. All right, we're back. So that, that's that's a really cool product. I would have never thought of it. So um, it, it, it's a copper wrap uh, yes. that kills viruses? Yes. So the rest of the story on on Q Grip is, uh, and I think I think I'll, I'll take one step back and I'll and I'll tell you how it came to be, so that it, th so sure. these videos will make sense. So my partner is a gentleman, but as a young man by the name of Victor Nikolov, and he is a mechanical engineer who graduated out of the University of Victoria. A couple of years ago, he came to me looking for um, entrepreneurial uh, help. And and mentoring in uh, and and the product he was he had developed at that time was a product called Sapura, which is an undersink uh, separator of solids and water. A really cool product you can retrofit homes. But he he came to me with that particular product, and we worked together for about a year on it, and it's still on the internet right now being sold. Um, he came back to me about 
it'd be about four and a half months ago now, almost five months now. And he said to me, I have something. I think I have something big, but I think I need some help with it. And, uh, and he told me about QGRIP, but I asked him to go away for the weekend. And I wanted to spend a couple of days doing my own research about a copper and also what I felt the market might or could be. And, uh, and I did, I spent my own time. And by that following Monday, cause he called me on a Friday, Saturday, I can't remember the exact day now. And on the following Monday, I, I actually resigned everything I was doing in Europe and, uh, and, uh, came on board with QGRIP 100%. I, I think most people refer to this as a pivot. It was, it, it was, it was, it was one of those situations where you had to believe the science and there's lots of it. And then you had to th- you had to think about the the position the world was in at, the, at, the, at that particular time five months ago. The the world was just starting to learn about the power of COVID and uh, and how much it uh, how quickly it spread and, and what have you. And so you know we know a lot more now, but but five months ago we didn't. So you know the product. So when I came on board, the product was still in its infancy in terms of uh, there was beta testing going on and there was some marketing testing going on, but we hadn't really gone after um, uh, developing the the, the 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 global marketplace for the product. And that's what I came on board for was uh, was I brought in uh, some other people that uh, that got us a supply chain, got us manufacturing, and uh, and we started to to look at the at the value propositions of copper. And, uh, and I got really excited about it right off the bat. And, um, uh, and, you know, you were, you were saying at the beginning of the, uh, of the show, you can't remember how we met. Well, there, there, there's a significant part of that that actually got QGRIP going very fast was I reached out to you huh. because of your background uh, on LinkedIn. And, uh, and I tried to connect with you. Do you remember that now? Yeah, and, then, and then you and I had that initial conversation. And, uh, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But, but you and I just clicked. We clicked. You know, we, we started talking and nobody was trying to sell anybody anything. It was more of this is what we're doing. You said what you were doing. And, and we, we, we yep. found some synergy in that conversation. Yep. And I, I remember, you know, Steve Christian, who is my right. partner. And he's also uh, involved with my, to another gentleman he introduced me to, Joel Nelson at IMS. Right. And then I said, you know what? This seems to fit in the catalog for IMS. Let me make the transfer introduction. Right, um, right. And, and one of my desires, given my focus on a daily basis for Sanitrax, is to help my customers, especially customers like Live Nation, come back to work. So I, I really think that this conversation and certainly my curiosity and interest, I, I I would tell you that that the widget is pretty cool, right? So, so the, the you know the yeah. widget makes a ton of sense to me. Not that I'm really involved in it, you know. I'm not selling Q Gripper or whatever the deal is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is something where I care deeply about helping other people discover something that may be a one small piece of the puzzle of tackling this pandemic. Um, yes. And Live Nation is going to open up their House of Blues again. They're going to open up their comedy club. Yeah. Um, and, and, and so it, it just made sense to me, uh, to make that introduction and let, let you guys run with it. And then, you know, I, I, uh, I've checked in with you recently and I heard some great updates. So I said, Hey, I need, uh, episode eight. You want to be on it? And you're like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I, I am still batting a thousand. Um, <laughs> I, think I'm, I think I'm over 50 right now, but, um, we, we moved you right up the list, uh, yeah, just because I like, <laughs> like talking to you, and you're, you're our first Canadian guest as well. So I forgot to mention that. Yes, yes. Yeah. Great White North is in the house. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. But it's made in it's made in Ohio, correct? That's right. So what you know? So yes, I'm Canadian. Uh, Victor, uh, my partner's Canadian, and and we have a, a Canadian company. But we knew that the first call is uh, like, I, I have this attitude around business that you could have a really good idea for your widget, but if you can't build it and sell it, then all you've got is a really good idea. And so my first phone call was to a gentleman down in the United States in Columbus, Ohio. I've known him for, for a few years. His name is Dustin McMillan. 
And I call him a, a, a sourcing uh, guru, uh, a, a supply chain guru. He's he's just really, really smart at it. And I, <laughs> I still remember the call because it was the first call I made. And I said, Dustin, do you think you could build a supply chain in like 30 days? And he kind of went, what? And uh, and and for your for your audience, uh, uh, I have to explain how Q grips are made for uh, for you to understand why he kind of went what because Q grip is is like the size of um, I used to we used to call it uh, construction paper when I was in high school or, or in school it's like that thickness of, of construction paper and then on one side of that paper is adhesive and that adhesive is kind of weatherproof it's it's um, uh, it will stick to almost anything but it won't leave a residue when you peel it off mm. on the other side of the copper is an electrostatic saran wrap if you if you want to call it but it's a protective cover that goes on the on the which you saw in the installation video um that goes on there to stop copper from oxidizing or from you know from getting marked during shipping or what have you so there there's the three pieces um Wow. And and yeah, definitely uh, Columbus, Ohio. So we're American made and we wanted to be American made. Uh, we could yeah. see the uh, the advantage of being American made and then using Columbus, Ohio as a distribution point to the world because I can get uh, uh, shipping containers, pallets flown out of there, trucks go out of there, rail go out of there. It's a part of the old Rust Belt. So there's just lots of transportation hubs in that area. And then how far in does your copper come? I mean, I don't know much about sourcing copper, but does it come in, what, big rolls or? So the copper comes, think of copper. You know, you can't see my hands, but just think of the copper comes in 10,000, 20, 30,000 uh, foot rolls, but it's 26 inches wide at the thickness that we're asking for with the malleability that we're asking for. Because Q-grips are 99.9% .9 pure copper. Wow. Now, what that means to the audience is, is that the efficacy or when you're testing COVID against viruses like COVID, the cold, the flu, the higher your percentage of copper, the more efficacy or the, the better it works, um, the properties of copper. So we just went directly right to pure copper. Uh, and that's what we've been using ever since. So it's like 26 inches wide, super long rolls, very heavy. And, um, uh, and then our product comes through that and it's, uh, and the parts are stamped on, on, uh, on, on cutters. Hmm. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a neat process. And, and I think we're capable of, I think we can do like 5 million parts a month right now, but, but we have the capability because of Ohio and they have more than one manufacturer uh, of what we do under licensing. I think we could get up to about a hundred million parts a month when, when, and if we need that. But uh, yeah, that's where we want to go. This remotely, like you, you cut the deal, got the, found the guy in Ohio. Did you guys come? Cause I don't think you could come down to America, right? No, you, you know, we, we don't want to move. Like we started Q grip. I've, I've been a remote worker for most of my adult life. So I'm used to this kind of business, sure. but we, but Victor and I started on purpose, a remote company and we do everything remotely. Now you've got to have good people to do that. Like Dustin McMillan in Columbus. I mean, I trust him like a brother. Um, if you're going to do a remote business from scratch, you really have to have solid people on the team. And, uh, and, and we think we do. And plus we've also got really good contracts that, that we're able to do with, with people. So yeah, yeah, we've done it all remotely, which is not easy, but you know, the one thing I was impressed with is your marketing and your video, your use of video. Yeah. I'm a big fan of using video. I think in a very short period of time, it, it tells the whole story. It yeah. caught people to be curious. They ask more questions. Um, and uh, to, to talk a little bit about that. Like, was that what you did for Victor? Is you put that sort of strategy package together? And then No. Uh, you know, that that's the cool part about a team is, is that – we knew what we were going to try to build as a brand and we know intrinsically that people like pictures and they like video. 
And that's what, you know, like, like if you think about it right now, every time you want to do something, what's the first thing you do? You go in and search YouTube and somebody's done a video. So we knew that if we did videos, you could pretty much get away with not having to use any language at all. And people could, could pick up on the product, being able to install the product itself. So we decided as a group how we wanted to move forward with our branding and then what formats we wanted to use. And we've got a lot more videos coming out because now we want to get into our longer term installations and, and showing the videos of those and showing the, the time lapse from when they were first installed to what do they look like now? Well, listen, we, we need you on TikTok too. Uh, hopefully they got some TikTok working. I'm a big TikTok fan. Are you? Because I, I just don't get TikTok. I just, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, all of my daughters, yeah, yeah, they get it. Actually, that's actually that's actually a stereotypical misnomer. Um, and if you just were to Google business on TikTok, right, it, it is enormous. It's enormous, and the the arbitrage of how it's free. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, sort of. And then if well, if something goes viral and yeah. then somebody shares your stuff. That's right. Um, and you know, you're limited to one minute of videos and stuff like that. And then um the other interesting thing is uh they now have TikTok live. So I Oh, I know. I eventually want to do my podcast on TikTok live, you know. I get it. Like, like, like I listen, I'm the first guy when I'm on LinkedIn or when I'm on Facebook, I'm looking and there's TikTok. So, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the watcher right now yeah. and I'm sure that our crew is going to do something. I mean, I do like that. We made those professional videos Very much so. that has the music in the background and, and is kind of, you know, kind of sharing a story because the world we live in right now is different. I mean, it's a different world than it was six months ago. So, so talk to me about like, like who do you have traction? Like, like who likes it? And, and, you know, any new idea, um, it, it, yeah. the thing I love about COVID as a gift is that it has been a reset button. If you're willing to right. pivot and open up. So obviously you are, I am, right. uh, um, and then what's amazing is, yeah. No one would have ever imagined doing as much as we're doing as fast as we're doing it. That's right. And other situations are taking inordinately longer periods of time. Yeah, like that's right. No one's yeah. making a decision right now on festivals or events or anything like that. So, so that's ground to a halt, right? right. But right. on the other side of things, um, things like you're talking like four months ago, this didn't exist. The guy calls you up, you acted quickly. That's so right. um, speed to market. So, so talk to me a little bit about, um, how it's been received so far in the marketplace. So, yeah, that, I mean, that is such a, a key question to ask in my opinion, because we've had a lot of compliments come at us in that we came out of the gate with what I would, well, it, it's called an ESG environmental sustainability and governance. We came out with, with a statement about what we thought Q grip could be because for your audience, again, Q gripper wraps that go around handles and they go around uh, poles for a bus. They go around all high different touch, kinds of high touch areas, we're, we're high touch areas. So, so the, the idea around it is that copper kills viruses and, and it doesn't take long. It takes anywhere from a few minutes to it to around four hours. So in that period of time, the copper goes right back to brand new. So we were the first ones to take the, 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 the hundreds and hundreds of year old idea of copper and turn it into a product that could be used widely. Well, we know that that comes with a big responsibility. And part of that responsibility is when you're first, get the information out there correctly and try to get the information out there so it can be consumed correctly. And I think that is a responsibility when you're first. Um, there'll be lots of competition. We know that. But, um, you know, when we started to come out, we looked at who would want to know us, who who would want to, to use Q-Grip because they have a problem with frequently touched areas. So we looked at schools. We're working with one of the largest transit companies in Western Canada. Um, we are working with uh, hospitals, 
airports, um, uh, any type of public building, uh, but food safe, manufacturing. So if there's a risk of somebody going positive in a, in a restaurant, in a mall, in a retail store, in a, in a manufacturing plant, if somebody goes positive, everything gets shut down. So the risk, so the higher that risk point were the people that we wanted to talk to. And I think that's how we got early traction is we went out and talked to people that were in that high risk category. And we were successful at beginning the conversation by saying, we have a very dumb product. Like this is not a high tech product. This is something you go put on. The science is already there. Here's your science. Go give it a try. And I like that style. So that's where, you know, and we did that all around the world. Mm -hmm. So our business model was, hey, let's take care of the brand. Victor and I and the rest of the Q Grip uh, crew will look after the brand. We'll, we'll have Columbus, Ohio look after the distribution of the product and we will distribute to other distributors mm-hmm. so that we can get the product around the world and start doing it online. Well, that that was met very well uh, um, as, as well, because the problem, you know, when we started Q Grip, the first wave was going up. And then there was this slight little dip and everybody went, oh, we're feeling better. And really what happened was they found out very quickly how much a single person could spread the, uh, the disease very quickly and, uh, and to a lot of people. So yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden now, we're, you know, we're back into it in a big way. Like, uh, and I'm not to change the subject or anything, but I read some reports this morning on Russia, which I actually reached out to a friend of mine who does business in Russia. They, they, it's horrible there right now. And, and so is it in South America and a bunch of hotspots, United States included. You know, look at Canada. Yeah. I, I'm wondering if, if a portable restroom uh, truck or a portable restroom operator could benefit from this because these, these guys are first responders that they, they can't stop cleaning the toilets. Um, of course they wear gloves, yeah. um, but eventually you take your gloves off and get back in the truck. Um, I, I'm, I'm, that, that's interesting. I, I, uh, I just thought of that. Like maybe I'll have to, uh, maybe I'll share it with a couple of my buddies that I'm trying to sell yeah. soundtracks to and see what they think. You know, there's a funny thing that has happened to us recently. You know, we came out with the large commercial applications. You know, like if you think of of an articulating bus that's 60 feet long, it's got several poles, it's got several handles up high, and it's got the handles like this when you're sitting in the the row. So it's very easy to identify that particular market. You know, public transit is very easy. But if you've got an interesting product, and you're listening to the to the market it's going to tell you and damned if last week we got a situation where um uh a guy came to us and he said you know we had to take all of the the rakes from golf courses off the golf courses and i'm just and i'm and i'm looking and i'm listening i'm going what and he says, yeah. And I said, well, how many rakes are on a golf course? And I'm a golfer. And, you know, I'm thinking like, well, maybe 50. And he goes, no, about 300. And I went, wow. So then we, so then we, we, we went and got a rake and we put the Q grips on both ends of it, just as if you're going to rake a, a sand trap. And then we thought of the, of the poles right. and we went, well, what about the men's and the ladies uh, change rooms, huh. the washrooms? And then it just kind of went, well, golf courses. So that's just the market whispering to us. And then, and then, and then what's amazing about it is uh, it's like portable restroom operators, every portable restroom operator across America out of sinks and hand sanitizers. Like so, the golf course thing, it applies to every golf course, like the golf course in the globe that can say, well, we don't need that because we're, we're good. Um, So that's, that's interesting. Um, So, you know, when I think about concerts, for example, then you put out all the portables and again, this came to us, you know, you've got people, everybody's being as safe as they can and they're trying to use their feet and they're trying to use their elbow. But the fact of the matter is when you just glance around, Mm 
and you're at something, even if you're social distancing, you can recognize right away the, the, the frequently touched or the high touch zones just by, by watching people. Yeah, our, our door handle needs, needs one wrapped on because everyone has to touch the door handle. Yeah. yeah. Some people do try to use the foot or whatever, yeah. but everyone has to grab that. And, you know, yeah. So, you know, you know, then we start learning some things like with schools, for example, and I, and, and I use this because I was just talking to a guy this morning and I'm in a meeting on Monday with a, with a very big uh, U.S. Um, uh, district for schools and they didn't want to talk about COVID. They wanted to talk about the flu because hmm. last year before COVID, they lost uh, a significant part of their midterm exams because a lot of people got the flu and they had to try to reschedule things and they, it was just a bad year for the flu. And of course, copper is, is about viruses. It doesn't distinguish between COVID and a, and the common cold or the flu or norovirus or whatever, or SARS. It doesn't distinguish between that. It's, uh, it, it's, uh, um, it, uh, it's about all viruses. So I don't even assume anymore why somebody's talking to us. It could be COVID related. And I get that. Um, I, I should explain David, that, like our, our basic philosophy about how Q grip fits into the world. Would you mind if I just told you that? Because oh, I, 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 I think it's important that people realize that we're, we don't think we're saving the world with Q grip. I, I just want to say, by the way, these podcasts help me just as much as they help Okay. Me. Okay. So, so hearing these stories. Yeah. Okay. So, so what we've learned along our, our five months of intensive learning about COVID is COVID is about a strategy and it's about a strategy of doing a whole bunch of things. And we've, we've learned that the hard way. So there's, when you think about in the, in the marketplace, like, you know, we have our mask, you know, we have our social distancing, we have our hand sanitizers, we are using, um, in some of the big commercial applications, they're using fogging. They're using UV lights. There's, air, uh, air purification is next. Yeah, air, air, air purification. <laughs> All, and then, and where Q-Grip came into this entire scenario was, if you think of everything I just said to you as being a giant sandbox, and this giant sandbox has got a bunch of, of niche solutions in there that if you do it correctly, and I, and, I, and I would be very remiss if I didn't say at the very top of all of that is public education. Because I think with that, you can do all the rest of the strategies. Without education, I, I think that, that it makes it harder. But where QGRIP fits into all of this is that there, there was two things that we learned that we never talked about at the very beginning of QGRIP. The first thing is there's some really good products out there this is going to, uh, this is one of these statements where you kind of shake your head and then go, okay, I get it. Um, you can't see clean. Uh -huh. you, can't, you can't see sanitized. Yes. You yes. could have just sprayed something. You could have just cleaned it, but somebody's walking by in a hotel or in a motel or a, or a, a convention center. They don't know that. So, so there, there's this, this constant alert of fear. So where QGRIP came into that statement of you can't see clean is it gave you a highly visible place to touch. Hmm. And if it and so it's being seen to be a place to that touch. Is, yeah, because you can actually see this. It stays That's right. Out. Yeah, it sticks right out. And then on top of that, you're also helping your 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 staff or the commercial company that you're using they know where to clean now. So if you've changed somebody's behavior and you said, look, every time you see that copper, use it, just use it. Whether you're telling a student that, whether you're telling somebody in a hospital or whether you're telling somebody uh, um, at, a, at, a, at, a, at an airport. Sorry, that's a deer going by. So you're well protected. You're well protected. Yes. So, uh, so, you know, by changing somebody's behavior and using the and using the copper, yeah, you now know where to effectively clean, mm -hmm. and and you know whether it be a cruise ship, um, any marine application, all of these applications require a change in behavior. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I think we're seeing it everywhere. Um, uh, and it, it's, it's really interesting. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I wear a mask all the time. I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah. When I'm out, I've got a mask with me. I have no understanding of people that, that, yeah. that politicize or commercialize right. or militarize the issue of wearing a mask. To me, you can't legislate common sense. It's just common sense. It's not, yeah. it's not meant to trigger some emotional virulent, you know, I'm anti, yeah. anti, anti, um, yeah. but like many things, uh, you never know what triggers somebody. Um, but what's interesting about this is, is all the portable restroom operators, they've continued to work and they have not decimated their, their businesses by everyone getting sick. And Sorry. you can imagine what they're doing every day. If there was an opportunity, if and now they've increased their sanitization, they've increased their disinfection, right. they've taken additional PPE uh, precautions. So, so they've, they've pivoted and changed, but they have not needed to shut down. Right. So that's right. That's right. And, and, you know, that's protocols. You know, whether we like it or not, the world has changed. How we do things has changed. And and we can fight that or we can learn. Like one of my examples is is we're we're loosely affiliated with a lot of really good product companies that are in the COVID business, what I call the COVID, the COVID economy, mm. um, because we're in the, in the, in the safety business, we, mm. we like to be affiliated with other safety companies. And I met a company a little while ago that that's called COVID trained. And what appealed to me, and I met them on LinkedIn, what appealed to me to them was they had made these three and five minute, um, uh, safety uh, videos using avatars, and you could take a whole series of them. and And I picked the one I picked was uh, "What about COVID and pets?" And I watched it. And I and I went, Gee, "These things are so well done." And then I started thinking, you know, everybody I talk to, I, I forget sometimes that I'm I'm there to talk to them about Q Grip because I say to them, "What are you doing for educating?" I said, because if you don't have your entire staff educated, then you haven't got everybody starting from the right point or from the point of view of your company. So they're all on the same page and then you can educate. So when you got people leaving. So I think of companies like McDonald's and I think of, uh, of, you know, like here, Tim Hortons in Canada and and any company that has a large staff. If they don't have continuous learning, then everybody gets to walk in with their own attitude. Right. And, right. I, and I'm not sure that's safe. Yeah. Well, it's oh. not anymore. I mean, I think with, with, with because because uh, COVID is, it applies to everyone. I, I, right. I, I think what was the name of the company again? COVID Train? Yeah. COVID Dash Trained. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Amir. And, uh, and because that kind of training, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go check out. It belongs in schools. It belongs in corporations. It's so easy. Right. Right. You know, I sit there and watch it on my, you know, I sat and I did mine on my phone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So So, tell the audience how people can get Q-Grip. Like, like if somebody wanted Q-Grip after watching this, what would they do? So, you know, we've got a, a, what I think is a pretty good website. But we have to separate QGRIP into two different worlds. There's a commercial world, and then there is, uh, there, there, there's a retail world. The commercial world, we suggest that they, that they come through our website at just info at QGRIP.com. Um, we suggest that, or get a hold of me on LinkedIn, or get a hold of Victor on LinkedIn, or, because we have such a massive network of um, uh, contracted relationships now we have distributors we have stocking distributors we have resellers and we have sales reps all of these are contracted to us now which means that you know there, there, there's very few places in the world now that that, that we couldn't put somebody onto Got it. Uh, and and have them get more information about qgrip and we try to keep our website um both factual uh information we're, we're, we're adding a library because um, I, I think it's incumbent upon anybody that, 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 is, that, is, that is working at the safety level of people, 
what we call COVID heroes. Now, a COVID hero to me is somebody that faces COVID every day they go to work. I don't. I sit here. So I got a lake behind me. I'm not facing it. But I, you know, I was at Tim Hortons today and I saw a bunch of people that I call COVID heroes because they're 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 not highly paid and they got to face this every single day. And they so have no clue whether the people coming in. Well, are- that's right. So I've got a great amount of empathy towards that, uh, that whole end of it. So I think it's incumbent that whatever information we put out has a great deal of uh, of efficacy um, because there's a lot of it's like anything else people are going to take advantage of covid on the other side on the defrauding of the false information uh dangerous goods uh really really poorly done chemicals and masks so that you know there's a whole side of covid where people are trying to take advantage of it and then there's another side of covid where it's legitimate stuff that that is that has been uh, really thought through and i want to partner with that side i want to partner with anybody that's on the on the legitimate side of uh, of covid has anyone i just thought of this has anyone put it on the steering wheel that's what i'm thinking about because like yeah well I, i'll give you i'll give you a little backdrop you know the um dr henry who's british columbia's um chief medical officer bonnie henry is her name and she's gotten a lot of respect around the world, not just Canada, because she's been very pragmatic. And one of the things that she brought up is that there are myths involved with COVID. And one of the myths is if it's not highly touched, if it's if, it, if it's just yours, uh-huh. then chances of 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 there being a problem are a lot less. And with a company like QGRIP, we want to be really honest with the public where we think it belongs. And sometimes people suggest um, uh, areas where a, it doesn't fit the use case. In other words, the copper isn't malleable enough to, to, to work. And, and an, an example of that is uh, elevator buttons. We haven't developed the copper correctly on that yet. So that's fine. But that's a, but that's a good example of saying, no, that's not a good market for us. And there are many companies like us that they stick to our knitting and 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 we and we make darn sure that if it, whatever we're doing, it has the effect that we want to get out of it on the other side. Super so, parts to me. Oh, you have to touch that. Millions of those. Like, like one of the things they've learned in COVID, and this is not a this is not a politically easy thing for me to say, but deep cleaning and cleaning is not really done very well. And it's because of a time factor, a labor problem, and the chemicals you're using, not using them correctly. There's a whole lot of problems with manual cleaning. Hmm. And, and a part of that means that you better have strategies that are working around that. And that's where, you know, when like- I go, When I go to Costco, yeah, they have, they have two or three staff members out there. I know sanitizing and part as it comes back in i know and if you watch them they're wiping then or they'll spray something and then oh now it's better and that's just not deep cleaning if they if, if if somebody's going to transfer from their hands or from sneezing or from airborne onto something um you know you you better have something pretty serious there that uh and it's not that they're doing a like a super poor job on purpose it's just that if you are cleaning millions of carts every day you can't do it completely right so if you think right now if you had two places to put your hands and that's the two places that you're only going to touch now the cleaners can go to those two spots and and you the whole thing because it's self-sanitizing all the time you can but even you know but even then if they wanted to clean they know exactly where to clean. If you watch the way people use the hand baskets or use the push carts, their hands are all over the place. But if they were, if the behavior was touch the copper, mm-hmm. now you can shorten up the span of cleaning. If that's what you wanted to do, take a mic- micro cloth and, and just wipe it down. Doesn't require chemicals. Cause like you say, it's self sanitizing, but think about the behavior change. Yeah. So now you're not putting your hands everywhere. Well, you know, Larry, I, I think you should actually, 
be more enthused about this project. <laughs> uh, oh. I'm learning, you know, like, like this is get you to talk about it too. It's like crazy. Uh, you know, I don't well, know. you know, we, we've really aligned ourselves with a lot of, of the science side. So we have a project that, that unfortunately I can't talk to you much about because it's a very tight non-disclosure agreement, but we're doing a huge huge third-party study right now and peer-reviewed study and uh nice. and it's being done with infectious diseases it's being done with uh with the help of uh of a transit company and we're being yeah. there's a bunch of people involved and our participation is just supplying the q grips and and then they test them day in day out day in day out different times yeah. during the day you know it's uh, uh it's a really cool study now if you would have told me even six months ago that I would be involved in that uh, and be and be part owner of something like that, I, I would have thought you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it amazing how fast things happen? Uh, yes. You know, crisis is the mother of, of innovation and invention. Yes. And it's uh, happening. Crisis yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, that's what's happening. Uh, um, and again, I got to look back at Victor because. I mean, you know, you're interviewing me today, but Victor's the mechanical engineer that had to go through 41 different adhesives on the back of copper to come up with the one that worked and, uh, and using, you know, so there, there's, uh, you know, really, I pushed a lot of the credit to him because he had to think about it. All I had to do is figure out who's best to bring on the team and how do we push this to the world? Well, I'll tell you what, um, I, I offer, and, and this is definitely one I want to do. Let's do a follow-up in, in, in a couple months. You oh, know, sure. Whatever, yeah. And let's let's do three of us. I mean, I've done four of us on here. And sure. It worked, um, and bring Victor on. Um, and, and I think my, my audience and, and the viewers would love to hear, and, and I'd love to ask him some questions about. about he that is. Vic, Victor is so humble. To be able to call you and say, okay. Yeah. I figured some stuff out. I need help. And the yeah. fact that he called you and asked for help is also. Yeah. Something. When um, you, when you meet this young man, uh, you're, you're meeting somebody that, that has an it factor. He is so humble and yet at the same time, funny and, uh, and, and can work, but, uh, but he knows what he knows. He knows what he doesn't know. And he, and he knows how to continually learn. And, uh, and I, I've, I've learned so much from him already myself. And, uh, and I, I mean, hell, he keeps you young. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm reading a book, Mentors to Millions, right now, and uh, oh, okay, it's a story yeah, about the, the need for and the impact of being really smart, having what you have, but then asking for help. Yes, and and, and being able to get that other dimension. Like yes. we're not all we're not all figured out yet. You know, we all need that sort of, and then that whole culture of you know it really working and fitting and and um, is is, re is really really important. Um, well, listen, th 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 this has been fantastic. Um, Thank you. Is there anything that you had thought you wanted to say that you didn't have a chance to? <laughs> Other than thank you, uh, um, I just I just really, really enjoy uh, uh, spending some time with you, David. Uh, we, yeah. we seem to hit it off real good. Yeah, and I'm glad to hear that Joel and Steve are working with you. Yeah, um, yeah very much. Good, good friends of mine. Um, and, uh, I, I'm definitely, you've got my head spinning on this whole thing with portable sanitation. I, I don't know if there's, uh, an application, but I would think that maybe on all of the units that they have out in the field, there could be a need to put a Q grip on the door handle. Yeah, um, could be. Yep. Because then it just, it solves and answers all the questions. It is clean, you know, well, maybe it's not clean, but it is self-sanitizing continually. Always. Um, yeah. And, and, it, and I think also the message that sends to their customers that they're doing something extra and proactive. Um, I, uh, I, I would love to leave on this particular statement is, is one of our clients emphatically said, I want my customers to see that I care. Mm. So adding that layer of Q grip, I, I felt really proud about that. He said, because I could, I could be spending a million dollars right now and they won't even see what I'm doing. Right. He says, but I, when I add this and I tell them now that I'm spending a million dollars, they can appreciate that I'm doing this and that. I love that. That's I think awesome. that's a great message. You know, and it, it really adds a level of meaning. And I'm sure yes. you feel the satisfaction as much as we're isolated, as yeah. much as I'm excited to do a Zoom call these days. You know, yeah. I'd rather do a Zoom call than a phone call uh, just because I don't see anyone like unless I'm on oh, a Zoom this call. Is a 
This is the only way to rock, David. This is the only way to rock. (laughs) I don't think they're ever going to go away. I think we're going to do Zoom the rest of our lives. Yeah, well, we are now. I mean, it's become a part of our everyday. I'm I'm on these things probably 10 times a day, at least. And and I enjoy it. I mean, to me, to me, it doesn't feel any different than you sitting across the table here for me right now in my because I've been doing it for so long. I, I just. You know, I what just feel like I'm talking to you. Is come up and rent a boat in America. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll float it up. You get out on your boat. And That's we'll, right. Uh, you know, we'll meet on the lake. And, right you know, over there. Yeah, right, 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 right there on the lake. That would That's be right. Fun. Be fun. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing with my audience uh, about QGRIP. Um, it's www.qgrip.com. And yeah. if you can't find Larry or reach him, just let me know. I, I have his cell phone number. Uh, I am connected to him on LinkedIn, um, and uh, I, I, I'm guilty of what you did to me on LinkedIn. You reached out to me, and I replied back. But I'm I use LinkedIn every day. Yeah, uh, me too. Me too. Big uh, big LinkedIn user. It, it's fun. It, it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, well, listen, thank you for being on the show. Say hello to your wife. My pleasure. Um, I will. I don't know when we'll talk next, but I'll, I'll be back in touch for the follow up. Yeah, I, and I love that. I I think Victor would love that too. Very good. Thank All you, Larry. Right. Thank, thank you. you. Cheers.